This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith, Corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host. Brett McMillan. You know, some places winning is uh, just a winning record, or even 500 is acceptable. Um, players have a nice season, go home and get back to their families and so forth. But not in this city, uh, not with this franchise, and not with this history, and not with our great fans. That's Bill DeWitt Jr., CEO and chairman of the St. Louis Cardinals. The morning after Mike Matheny was dismissed as Mike Schilt was named the interim manager. That is a bite from Bill at the press conference. And with it, we say welcome to the Cardinals Insider Podcast, our July 17th, 2018 edition. My name is Brett McMillan. We've got an interview with John Mosellock coming up in just a little bit. That discussion took place, though, before this managerial move in early July, and with that, I think we need to just take a moment and kind of catch up and fill in the blanks of what's happened in Cardinal history here in just the last couple of days between when I'm speaking and when we actually spoke with Mo. Still good stuff with Mo, a lot of things about the first half, player-related, just themes. Uh, I think you're still going to find it insightful and timely. We just obviously didn't talk about the manager being dismissed because it had not happened yet. Mike Matheny dismissed on July the 14th after a loss to the Cincinnati Reds. So I think it's important just to take a moment, pause, and talk about the man that is taking over for him, at least on an interim basis here, and that is former Cardinals bench coach Mike Schilt. Schilt is in his second season on the Cardinals' big league staff, spent eight years managing in the minor league system for St. Louis before coming up to the big club. He's the 2010 George Kissel Award winner. If you're not familiar with the Kissel Award, obviously George Kissel, a a great teacher in Cardinal history. Still, his ripples that he made during his life are uh, talked about and evident when you look at the Cardinals minor league system and the big league club. George Kissel just revered, and so the award that is given to the best instructor, instructor rather or teacher on a yearly basis from the minor league system is named after George Kissel, that George Kissel Award. It's hard to win. It is highly coveted. And in 2010, Mike Schilt was the winner of that award. Here is Schilt at the press conference discussing uh, his promotion and responding to a question about whether he felt like he could have fun and pursue winning at the same time as the Cardinal skipper. That's the, the bottom line. We come show up to shake hands every day, and that's, that's where we get our joy. Um, but also, you know, it's, it's, it's a passion of mine. I mean, I'm, look, I'm sitting here, I'm the manager of St. Louis Cardinals, one of the most storied franchises in all of sports. So um, I, I'm grateful for that, and I see it as an opportunity, not a threat. And so I'm going to appreciate when I'm in that dugout what I have and be grateful for it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, 
I'm blessed beyond belief, so absolutely. I just thought it was a cool answer. If you didn't get to hear the press conference in full, I felt like from Schilt, that was the, the sound bite to me that just jumped off of the screen or jumped out of the earphones and really uh, kind of gave you a picture of, all right, maybe maybe what we're seeing with this guy respects the history, uh, respects the challenge, and is ready to try to get after it in the second half as the Cardinals try to get back to where they want to be on the field. Mike Schilt, 1-0 after beating Cincinnati to wrap up the first half. We're going to discuss that first half in just a moment with the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. But first, I want to let you know that Fireworks Night at Bush Stadium, presented by Cooper Tires, is back by popular demand. Bring the family to watch the Cardinals take on the Chicago Cubs on Friday, July 27th, and then stick in those seats after the game. You'll get the dazzling fireworks display with the Gateway Arch as the backdrop. I don't know that there is a better place to watch fireworks in downtown St. Louis. You can get your tickets at cardinals.com slash promotions. All righty. On to our guest this week. Again, it is John Mosellock. And just to reiterate, uh, this occurred in early July, first few days of July, actually, closer to what was the numerical half point uh, in the season. The All-Star break, we call it the halfway point, but really it is past that 81-game plateau. So it's the unofficial halfway point. This conversation with Mo still, uh, I think, in a good position to talk about the first half because I want to say we were past 81 games at that point, maybe getting close to it, but in the general neighborhood. And we discuss uh, several topics. Key performers, guys that had stood out coming up from the minor leagues and making a name for themselves. Signings, how they had worked out to this point. And just a couple of themes from the first half of the year. We got Mo to weigh in on them. Happy to have the Cardinals' chief baseball executive, John Mosellock, as part of the Cardinals' Insider Podcast. Well, uh, before we talk about this season, it's about a year ago that you took over that president of baseball ops title. And I remember you talking about wanting to have a 30,000-foot view of of what's going on with the team, knowing that that was going to be a process. Just kind of update us on where you feel like you are right now with that and, and how close you are to achieving that goal. So so when I make a statement like that, I, th- I think a lot of people are always trying to decide, like, what is my job relative to what it was a year ago? And, you know, obviously when, when you're running the team as a general manager, you're very much in the weeds. It's a lot of day-to-day. Um, over the last 12 months, I've, I've really tried to offshoot that onto Mike Gersh and, and um, Moises Rodriguez to let them deal with more of the day-to-day. And I've spent a lot of my energy looking at, at where we want to see this club three or four years from now. And a lot of people are always like, well, what does that mean? And what does that look like? And as you can imagine, there's always opportunities for us to be investing and, and understanding where we want to be deploying our resources. So over the last 12 months, we've just been looking at ways that we can make sure we're optimizing this, this baseball operations side for the Cardinals. And, and so a lot of energy has been spent there, but you know, as you sit here in, in the middle of the season in, in, in 2018, there's still some things that we're focused on for this club. And a lot of my energy now will go back to looking at how we can improve the team and, and really focus on the trading deadline between now and, and the end of the month. Miles Michaelis has been a big bright spot, probably under the radar for a lot of baseball when he was signed this winter. 
but for you, what has stood out the most about what he's turned in thus far? Well, it's really not exactly what we hoped he would do, and, and I know that may sound a bit arrogant, but um, when you look at the success he was having uh, over in Japan, he had a 4% walk rate, close to a 30% strikeout rate, and a lot of that is what we're seeing here in, in the States. And so the fact that he can throw strikes, command the strike zone, has is, is been exactly what we wanted to see him do, and he's done that. And I think the, the one thing that has stood out is he is he is very much like a horse in the sense of, of he can eat innings for us, he's had a lot of success, and when you look at, at our season, He's been exactly what we've needed. For Jack Flaherty, another guy who has been impressive, what have you seen him do in 2018 that maybe needed to happen to kind of get him to the outings that he's been able to produce? Well, to me, he's, he's one of those classic young pitchers that, that when you have that label as a prospect, you're always hoping that they're gonna achieve a certain amount of check marks along the way. And what I mean by that is like, when we first signed him, he was a skinny, lanky high school player that, that, that needed to add strength and get stronger, and he's done that. And then he's timed that up or coupled that with the ability to have successful performances. And he did that through the minor leagues, but as he was getting stronger, his timing for the big leagues was perfect. And, and so now you look at, at Jack Flaherty and you're like, well, what will he be? And at a minimum, you feel like he's a middle of a rotation starter. And upper end, he's someone that could be a number one, true number one. So uh, when you look at, at player development and, and how you think about our minor leagues, he did exactly what you wanted to see him do, and he did it quickly. And just to imagine a, a year ago, he would have been a college junior. So to be doing what he's doing at the major league level is very impressive at his age. Half a season in for Mike Maddox, especially with having to lean on some of the depth that you have as, as a staff coming up from Memphis. What's been the importance of Mike in just optimizing those young guys? You know, I think a couple things. First off, obviously we, we had to make a change and, and we felt that bringing a new voice in uh, on the pitching side made sense for us. And, you know, I think Mike just brings years of experience. And, and I think the question really is, how do players relate to him? And, you know, my understanding between him and Brian Eversgird they have a great rapport with our pitchers. You know, I would say that it's been a little bit of an up and down year for us. Um, you know, certainly our bullpen's been a bit shaky. Roles have been undefined. And, and, and as we get closer to the All-Star break, we're trying to get these roles as, as more defined as possible so people know what to expect. We've also had a lot of injuries. So when you're thinking about Maddox and, and Gertie and, and having to manage this group, it hasn't been easy. And, and so, you know, you think back to the day before we opened, we signed um, Mr. Holland. That just did not go the way we had hoped. He's now pitching much better, which is great. But when you, when you think about the moves we've made and, and when we signed Bud Norris, we were really thinking he'd give us some, some, some innings. It's really how we thought it would, it would work out. So, you know, sometimes we get lucky. And in, in this case, I think as, as we get into the middle of July and as we approach the trading deadline, I think the bullpen's gonna be the strength we once envisioned it. And I really credit both Mad Dog and, and Gertie for getting us to that point. Jordan Hicks has been a, a big part of that bullpen. What have you seen maybe Yadier bring along in him in this first half of the season that you wanted to see happen coming out of spring? Well, I think it was best described to me as, as Yachty's a race car driver and do you want to give him a Ferrari or a Yugo? And in this particular case, it's a Ferrari. I mean, it's, a, it's impressive stuff. You don't see 
pitchers with this type of horsepower come around very often. And now, you know, I was concerned with Hicks when we first brought him up, and, and he had a very low strikeout rate, high walk rate, almost one-to-one -one at one point, which is not good. It's not sustainable. But then all of a sudden he started getting command of that breaking pitch and, and having that slider be a really swing and miss. And then you, you couple that with the horsepower you're seeing from him and someone that's sitting at 101, 102, he's become that effective reliever. And to me, he is you know, rarefied air in terms of talent. Now it's t having somebody like Yachty harness it, get the most out of him, and, and then turn it into really a work of art. And I think that's what we're seeing. Yachty has also had a great year at the plate, and, and that's impressive because he just seems to be getting almost better at the plate as the years go along. What do you think people need to understand about Yachty that maybe they, they don't think about day in and day out, just watching what he's doing? You know, I've been with the Cardinals now 23 years. I've, I've been in baseball for 26. I've seen a lot, and, and I've seen a lot of players come and go. But when you think about a player that can continue to reinvent themselves, that's, that's where you, you, you take a time out. And when you ask about Yachty, the thing I admire most about Yachty or Molina is not what he does for us day in and day out, which is certainly impressive, but it's what he does when the season ends to when the season starts. He works tirelessly so he can play every day. Um, I remember last year at one point when we were talking about trying to give him some rest and you know, he came up to me and he was very poignant and said, you know, well, Pay me $20 million to play every day, not to sit. And, you know, to me, I was almost like taken back at that statement at first because we were trying to like think about, you know, trying to protect him. But he's someone that really believes he's supposed to be out there. And so I admire that. And, and I think about like young players and, and how sometimes they, they, they're so happy just to get to the big leagues, they forget about really how to maintain it or how to sustain it or how to more importantly stay here. In his case, it wasn't just about staying in the big leagues, it was about getting better. And his work ethic is something that 24 other men in there that get to see it day in and day out should learn from it and try to replicate it. Big time thank you to Mo for his time. Always great to get his thoughts on the season. Nobody more qualified than the president of baseball operations to talk about what has gone on in the first half, and we are excited to see what might come in the second half as this ball club tries to muscle its way back into a playoff spot. First homestand of the second half is going to feature the Cubs and then the Colorado Rockies. And it's during that Rockies series that on Tuesday, July the 31st, 20,000 fans 16 and older are going to take home July's T-shirt of the month. It pays tribute to Cardinals Hall of Famer and fan favorite Red Shandings. It's a really cool T-shirt if you haven't seen it yet on the Fox Sports Midwest broadcast, Big Two on the back, and that old-school Cardinals kind of 40s logo on the front. You're going to want to get yours. Great tickets remain at cardinals.com slash promotions. Again, it's Tuesday, July the 31st, as the Cardinals take on the Colorado Rockies. Next week, we take you inside a very special meeting between Bob Gibson and the kids who wrote a special song to honor him as part of our Complete Gamer campaign. It is uh, called Complete Gamer, and it was in the style of Hamilton, lyrical verse, talking about Bob's life, really a cool way to encapsulate history. And in the room, it was just Bob, the kids, a single reporter from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and a few Cardinals employees. It was supposed to be an on-field ceremony. 
The rain, unfortunately, got in the way. This was a, a couple of months ago, and it was just this tender, intimate, amazing experience. I mean, several people I talked to, those of us like me who maybe have only been with the club a couple of years and people who had been with the club for decades, everybody had the same conclusion. It was unique. We get to see a lot of cool things. It's a great blessing of this job. It was really unique and different even than most of the things we get to take in. So you're going to want to join us for that. It's Bob Gibson in a way I had never heard him opening up about being a role model, especially to young people and to minorities and just trying to be a positive light and influence because of his platform. It was something I hadn't really heard Bob talk a lot about, and he gave us some pretty candid comments as we got a chance to talk with him uh, just after that, that meeting had happened with those kids. That episode will come out on Tuesday, July the 24th. All of our new episodes come out on Tuesdays by 5 p.m. Central Time, the hope being that if you want to listen on the way home from work, it is there and ready to download when you walk out of the office. To make sure you don't miss it or any of our episodes, subscribe on iTunes or at cardinals.com slash podcast. We would love, I mean absolutely love, if you'd be kind enough to give us a positive rating or review. If you like the show, certainly no obligation, but if you do enjoy the program, it helps us out a tremendous amount, especially on iTunes. If you just leave a positive review there, it does a lot for us, and uh, we would really appreciate any kind of feedback that you have. And we also take feedback and guest suggestions by email. It's podcast, podcast with an S, at cardinals.com. Halfway home in 2018, hopefully the best baseball is still to go here this season. It could be an exciting second half, and it'll be under a new interim manager, Mike Schilt. We hope that you've enjoyed hearing from Mo for John Mozeliak, our guest. My name is Brett McMillan. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Mm-hmm.